Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 163 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. One of the challenges you have with going outdoors is understanding the laws associated with whatever activity you're doing. It doesn't matter whether it's hunting, fishing, riding a mountain bike. Can you have an an e-bike on a trail? Can you not? Can you go kayaking here? Can you not go there? I experienced this the other day. While we were rafting a river, we got out and the guide said, hey, when you guys get out, be careful where you step. I need you to get to step on this side of the boat. And he pointed where he wanted us to go. And he didn't point there because of our safety. He pointed there because that is public property under the stream bed. And if we got out on the other side of the boat, it was private and we could be ticketed for stepping out into the stream bed. Now in Alaska, I know a lot of the properties go down until the high water mark, but here in Utah, it's not the same. And there is what's called the Public Waters Access Act. And it affirms the right of the public to be able to float on top of the water, but they are not allowed to walk on the stream bed, which is private. And it doesn't matter if that river was used as a transportation, a way of transportation, uh, as far as like moving logs or people just used it to float up and down in the 1800s and 1900s. It doesn't matter how it was used before. People can buy the stream bed and make that private. So there's this gentleman who owns a piece of this ground where it's pretty common and popular for the public to get out. And he sits there all day and he calls in the cops for trespassing because people are trespassing. So the law allows you to get out And if you, incidental, so if you get out of your boat and you happen to step on his property, that's incidental. But if you start wading up the river, as far as hunting, fishing, or other recreational purposes, then you are found in violation of this act and you can be written up for trespassing. And it just started me thinking that we often tell our kids to go out and do things, but now... Things are becoming more and more challenging for them as we enact more and more laws. Before, we didn't have e-bikes, and there were trails that were mountain bike approved and trails that were not. But now you're going to have trails that are approved for mountain bikes, but not for e-mountain bikes. And so we have to enact more and more laws, and it's just more and more challenging as every day something gets passed because of something else. So when this Public Waters Access Act was uh, affirmed in the Utah Supreme Court, the public lost roughly 43% of access to Utah fishable waterways. Basically, they lost access to 2,700 miles. That's a lot, but yet it's our tax dollars that go to preservation of fish species. And yet more and more of the rights of the public are being taken away. And so this is a a good discussion or something to think about as 
land becomes more locked up as people are finding more ways to make money on their private property and they are locking up more and more. What is the responsibility of the public to pay for wildlife? This is just a question. This is one that I like to debate. Because if you look at how Europe does things, it's vastly private. There's very little public. And they've turned a lot of the wildlife over to the public or over to the private for them to manage. You look at other states here in the United States where the public still pays but it's mostly private. And so how much contribution does the public need to give to help maintain these wild populations? So what do you guys feel would be a correct amount? The One of the challenges you have if you say, well, the rights are solely on the, the landowner then the landowner's not going to put as much effort into it. And the species that we are currently helping that can be considered endangered or threatened will now face greater pressure because the public's not there to take care of them. So then if the public is taking care of these animals and the landowner is benefiting, now do we require the landowner to put forth more effort? So... This guy, he's largely mad because people are accessing the river on his property and his property is deemed less valuable because he had access. Now people are using that access. But if he can close that access off, now the property value goes up. But if the public no longer takes care of the fish and the wildlife on his property, then his value would go down. So it's an interesting conundrum, and states haven't figured it out. They don't know how to take care of the wildlife, which are the public, on private property. And these are the challenges, because if you own a large section of property and you have a lot of wildlife on it, you can financially gain from that. But there's no real benefit to the public unless you consider the overall health of the species the only benefit to the public. These are the conundrums that you face in wildlife. And these laws are making it more and more challenging. There's no right or wrong solution. And there's no right or wrong answer. But these are the conundrums that you face in dealing with wildlife. Who has the answers? Who's right? Who's wrong? And how much should we pay? The question boils down to how much should we pay? And how much should the private landowner pay? And who should be responsible for what? I don't know. Let me know your guys' thoughts. Have a great day. Stay wild.